All right, hello and welcome to Maiden A to Z. Uh, actually, the very first for 2022, uh, the first episode here. Happy and New Year! Happy New Year! Yeah, Happy New Year! Three weeks ago, we decided that heaven can wait, and we can still sort of stand by those words, Harris's words, because now we're stuck with hell on earth. Indeed. Mm-hmm. And uh, with us today to help us with this uh, this uh, behemoth of a song, we have Mr. Dan Mortimer. Thank you, thank you. Glad to be back. Thank you for having me again. The 6th of January, is this a typical time when someone might feel like it, this is hell on earth? Maybe. Or maybe you're ri- all right by now, you know, maybe, because we are all right. But we're time traveling, so we don't know. But- we don't know what's going what's going to happen. I think, I think some people feel kind of like a letdown after the holidays, you know, when they're sort of like, because, you know, after, you know, you know, your Christmas and your New Year's and all that stuff. And then after that, you just kind of have a long, you know, there's not a hell of a lot going on until... I mean, I don't know, you know, there's no, there's no big, uh, big ticket holiday kind of situations So even like, it's not like, you know, like for like, even like Valentine's Day, if that is something you do, there's no really Valentine's Day decorations going up. It's no, people aren't really making a big deal about it. So it's right. Um, right. And I mean, so maybe. family men at this time that they've been off work, but they've been with their kids and they've been buying Christmas gifts and they've been oh. trying to get the car to start in the snow and it's been dark as old hell i think they're as mo- they're, they're probably tired now like i can sympathize we with, haven't with- had any snow here in the uk <laughs> no oh, wow. we've had a we've had a lot of rain but but no snow <laughs> yeah i think generally by um 6th of january people are back to work yeah <laughs> waiting waiting for the next paychecks to come in after christmas yeah, right and know. maybe they're not that rested either you know because it's been a hectic yeah. holiday so all they all that mm. there is to it is that they're a bit rusty in work and still tired yeah, yeah. so i i sympathize with their hell on earth but I'm fine. But. <laughs> and also, even even like even like um, you know, this time of year, like the, the the snow and the all that stuff can be kind of nice at first. I love it. Mm. But you know, when you're other side of Christmas, other side of New Year's, you know, it's 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 just it's just in the way. It's a pain in the ass. It's cold. The trains don't work properly. At least, at least yeah. over here. Um, uh, I mean, it's the part of winter. Oh, no, they like. never work properly in the UK either. They're completely no, no. awful all of the time. No matter on no matter the weather, they're shit anyway. No, but they can, <laughs> that's sort of like the way it is here because usually, um, typically, when when there's snow, there there's a, there, they do have problems on the first, at least the first day or so. But also, yeah. there can be like, oh my god, there's it's too hot, so the trains aren't mm. working. All right, or like, oh my god, it's it's autumn. Like, yeah, okay, so there's leaves on the track. Oh no, and that's like that'll add like three hours to everything. Like yeah. there's there's no there's there's like a two week period of the year where these things work like they're supposed to, um, pretty much. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. yeah so, mm. <laughs> uh, apparently the trains the, the these particular trains we have now are from Brazil or Italy. Yeah, I think. Italy I think or Brazil. So. I don't know how in they Brazil. you know because yeah yeah let's not get in on that as a government thing. But mm. it's not very interesting either to talk about where the trains. are. <laughs> it <laughs> is, but I mean, it will take too long before it starts getting interesting. Yeah. Uh, also, I would just, say. just speculating where this is, you know. I mean, what is interesting in in a more idiot fashion, I guess, is to talk a little bit about uh, Senjutsu as well, the album, because at this point it's been four months. 
out, you know. Yep. Uh, recency yeah, bias, yes. or as we like to call it, the pleasure of the news, is wearing off at this <laughs> point, I would say. Definitely for mm-hmm. me it is. You know, I've been revisiting the album, it's now yeah, part of the discography. It's no longer the new shit. Uh, it's uh, still good shit, but it's not the new. And it's a bit different, no, I would say. And uh, I, I was really philosophizing about this before this episode. When I listen to Hell on Earth now, and it's not that recency bias, uh, and I'm thinking, mm. uh, is it more clear the way I hear it now? Or is there no such thing as listening uh, clearly or, you know, unbiased? You're always biased either positively or negatively, depending on when you're listening, I'm thinking. So, like, am I actually more, mm. uh, is my opinion better now or was it as good then? That's something I've been thinking about. And I'm thinking, like, there's so, no uh, optimal yeah, so- neutral there's no optimal neutral listening sense. And that's what I wanted to run by you. Well, you think so? Yeah, I know what you mean. I yeah. know what you mean. For me, I, I don't feel like, although I, I still love the album and, and the song in particular, I don't have the same level of um, wonder for it that I, I probably once did. Right, but what, you know, what like, would I, be... I still love it even now, but but I, I know what to expect now and I know what's coming. And Like a question for you, Dan. You know. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Um, do you think there is, do you think you listen more with more truth now or is it just you know because for me another day there could come a day when it really like works for me that particular day and maybe that's the maybe that's the truth you know maybe that's the true listening when you're actually on board and you're feeling it either by it being new or by uh, or by it being the right day for it you know that's what i've been thinking about so like i uh i i hadn't listened to the album for a long for about well probably since about october but um, driving back from my brother's house from uh, after Christmas uh, last week, I uh, I put it on for the first time in well over two months, and um, it was really, although not refreshing, it wasn't refreshing to hear it again. But I, I, I definitely appreciated the um, the time that I took off it for a while, and uh, Hell on Earth was a real like standout track for me. Like even then, after mm. listening to it for the first time in quite a long time. So I have to be in the right frame of mind for it, but uh, yeah. I've had enough time now to like analyze it and um, critique it properly, which we're going to be doing today, of course. But yeah, what do you think, Eric? Um, is there an optimal uh, listener? Is the optimal listener the one that is hyped and really feeling it and coming in with the right energy, or is the optimal listener a bit more cranky? You know, like I was listening to it the other week, mm. didn't feel it as much. When I'm talking about this track. No, I mean, and I then mean, the other I day, mean, I, think that, I felt it again. Like, what's the truth? That's what I'm asking. I don't think that. I think the problem is there's no, since as as human beings, we're never entirely neutral. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're you're always, you're always leaning one way or the other. Um, I mean, uh, but I think maybe going in excited about something is is going to be more rewarding, at least for that moment, than it would be going in with like, you know, Ugh, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to do this. Like, you know, but I, I also think perhaps, um, yeah, there's like, like, like on the 3rd of September, when we, when we went to town and bought the album, got, I came home, uh, just having that obviously put me in the mood. So I wasn't maybe even, even if it was neutral before, which I don't think it was or, or negative, which I wasn't just having mm. it. I imagine, I imagine that would push me over to like, well, now I'm excited about this because I, I yeah, definitely. Um, but you know, the, I've I've also taken a little bit of a break uh, from uh, from Shijitsu, at least during like actually October, and then um, yeah. but there's been a few songs that sort of uh, stuck around. Hell and Earth being one of them, uh, and then I came back the whole thing the other day, and I just listened, you know, put the vinyl on actually, because a lot of times I 
I'll say this. I, I'll, it's, the vinyl sounds great. It, it looks great. Uh, it's a fucking pain in the ass of these long songs. If I can have to switch <laughs> over every fucking, you know, it's like one. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Especially, especially the last bit of the album, which is my favorite bit of the album pretty much. Um, mm, yeah. But uh, listening to it that way again, you know, the first time in a while, you know, I still really like it. I still really love it. Not, not every, there's a few songs that maybe have, I don't quite dig as much as I did initially, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but otherwise I feel it's, you know, it's, yeah. Um, yep. I feel also that I probably lost what the original question was. <laughs> no, uh, I think you're perfectly hmm. explaining it. I mean, I it, it, also it, was, it, was, it wouldn't be made it as if I didn't do that. It was a more of a rhetorical <laughs> question. I mean, there's no answer to this, but I was just, you know, I was interested in no. your, your view on, no. I guess, like where you're coming from as a listener, because it really, oh. it, the, the experience is really dependent on what kind of energy you come in with, especially when yeah, it's yeah, a band yeah. that is sort of emotionally connected to you, like uh, Iron Maiden, I'm sure is, you know. Definitely. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I have been picking up the album again, but I haven't been listening straight through. Uh, not that much on vinyl, more on the move type thing. And I think uh, yeah, I haven't played the vinyl for quite a while now. I need to do that again, definitely. I need to get back to all of you on this, but I think it's an album that might work better for me on vinyl in my home. Uh, and then mm. when I'm on the move, maybe just pick a few songs. And I've been partial yeah. to yeah. the beginning of the album actually. Unlike Eric, or I don't know, unlike you probably like that too. But uh, I do too, but very yes. partial to beginning and Time Machine, which was possibly the, har- the yeah. hardest one for me to get into. So maybe that's why it's one of my favorites. I think it's a really good tune. Oh. But I like it too. I like it way more now than I did initially. Yeah, and Hell on Earth has been a song that has been in kind of decreasing a bit for me because if we had done this song uh, on the 5th of September, I think oh, both, yeah. both oh, yeah, me yeah. and Eric would have claimed it's the best song this band has ever made. Probably, that was yeah. our initial yeah. reaction to this song. Mm. And I will I will get back to why I think that occurred and why I think it maybe have mildened a little bit over time. But mm. that's more for the, for the yeah. tail end of, of this episode. So mm-hmm. we should probably get cracking on the actual tune, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, well, I have notes which start with the intro. It's, it's like fucking, it takes like like three and a half minutes before there's actually any <laughs> lyrics and stuff. Yeah, yeah the, the longest um, intro Maiden have ever had, to my knowledge, anyway. I don't, I can't think of anything that went on, goes on for longer. Right. Uh, um, but I, I find the um, opening very uh, cinematic, in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, I could definitely imagine it being on a film soundtrack. Like, I watched um, Dune the other day, or Dune, whatever mm-hmm. you, you want to call it. But, um, but th- there's a few... Um, parts during that like you know desert scenery like general landscape you think like a bit of a bit of music like that could work quite well over the top of it and um, I think a lot of Maiden songs but they do kind of like lend themselves to kind of like being a like they could be on a soundtrack type of thing mm-hmm. but I really really feel it with Hell on Earth and yeah. uh, I think it, it does put a really um, I think it makes for a really good atmosphere before the before the main riff kicks in and yep. uh you know, some people might call it too long, but I've I have no complaints about it at so all. Clearly, we're on music now, and uh, for this mm-hmm. song, I yeah. felt that it has a structure that I've never ran into in any other song. Actually, a bit different. Yeah. And uh, I have this part that I call the overall intro part, which I in turn divided into six parts. Okay. Uh, so it's the, it's the pre-intro. That's uh, uh, from start to a minute and ten seconds. That's a pre-intro. It's just a feeling, basically, a little bit sign of the cross. Mm. You know, that's where they kind of do yeah. that as well. And then uh, from uh, 1 minute 10 to 2 minutes 17, we have what I call uh, the verse overture slash foreshadowing. So that's like the verse the verse deal uh, being played. But uh, yeah. 
uh, instrument instrumentally. I have a timestamp of. I have a timestamp of uh, uh, the two minute fifteen markers when the the E gallop, well the the classic, mm -hmm. you know, maiden gallop that that comes in. When that gallop comes, that's what I actually call the intro of the song. So, you know, oh, yeah, the okay, intro would cool. be, yeah. this is a more of a traditional intro where the other part was a pre-intro and an overture. So from 2.17 yeah. or 2.15, what you will, there's a 30 yeah, second, yeah. very classic intro. And I think that's a point where, uh, for us, for Maiden fans, you get really engaged. I think you mm -hmm. feel like, oh, yeah, oh shit, this yeah, might definitely. be pretty good, you know. And how, how was the melody? Ba -da 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 -da. Something, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I made I made another note as well that um although they don't actually sound similar at all but like the intro to Stratego like you're right off the bat mm -hmm. you've you've got that classic maiden gallop and mm -hmm. um well you know for me it's like maiden firing on all all cylinders really mm -hmm. you know, like the the classic maiden thing right away yep and although they don't sound the same like you you get the same kind of like vibe from Stratego to uh, that. To 17 bit in, in Hell on Earth, I find anyway. Yeah, actually, when Senjutsu strikes into Stratego, you know, the end mm. of Senjutsu going into the beginning of Stratego, that's a bit of a similar feel to when the verse overture yeah. strikes over to the, yeah, to yeah, the yeah, intro, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. So then you got the intro, mm. it's 30 seconds, then something I call chorus overture slash foreshadowing, because it's another it's another foreshadowing. Oh, yeah. And yeah. overture is like, a pretty, it's a pretty well known concept from classical music that you play bits of the, mm -hmm. of the piece in the intro, mm -hmm. you know, to introduce the listener. You get instrumental verse A and instrumental verse B. That's two different types of verses, which will reoccur. So, and that, that yeah. the whole thing I call the, the whole intro or the whole overture, it's three minutes 30. And I think it passes fairly quickly because again, you got six parts, yeah. six parts in it and they all have different mot motifs, different dynamics. So I think it's a, an excellent way to start a song and it's 330 that never feels, uh, it doesn't feel like a drag to me anyway. No, no, it never, never does. No, I've, I've never found it to be a drag either. I know, I know quite a lot of people did, like, uh, from a read, reading reviews of the album and, like, the general consensus on, like, different fan forums and whatnot. They're like... Mm, yeah, but, I mean, hey, look, if you, if you look at it, bit, it 3.30 with five different parts, you know. Yeah. It's a lot. Uh, it is six a lot different parts on 3.30. Yeah, yeah. So it's just about yeah. a 30 second each, if you count it like that. Of course, the pre-intro mm. is kind of atmospheric, uh, but I like that. You know, I always like that in music, but also it's like you know, since like Maiden they do they they do you know albums rather than you know individual songs, so there is a plan to certain things like this. Like for instance, if you take the part the parchment, which is one one of my favorite songs in the album, yeah, that has, that's a very long hypnotic kind of situation where there's there's bits and pieces added and whatnot, but there's not you know it's not like. Uh, 
if, if, you're, if you're just casually listening or you're not really paying attention, you, you, you might think nothing ever happens in it, and a lot of stuff happens. This thing is yeah. very different to that because yeah. it's long, but there's a lot of stuff happening. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned yeah, that definitely. because I think the structure mm-hmm. of this song is entirely different to the parchment in every single way. No, yeah, I know. No, that's, that's, that's pretty, yeah, basically that's what you said yeah. if I didn't mishear you. So. Yes. I think you heard, you heard oh, it correct. Yeah, so you just planted a thing I, I had on my list of things I have to say about this song. Nice. And it's that the, this may be an epic if you look at the length, but it's not an mm-hmm. epic to me. To me, this is a classic. It's just a hard-hitting tune, but it's designed, it's structured in a bit of a different way. But yeah. that's kind yeah. of apropos. As now in the, in, in my structure list here, what we get into is uh, the song part of the song that I call it. Yeah, which okay. goes from yeah. verse uh. A, verse B, verse A two, verse <laughs> B two, short transition, instrumental verse C. And then verse C slash pre-chorus, you know, probably a pre-chorus. Mm. It's the the part with da 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 how we have been that thing, mm. and then and fallen, do, 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 exactly, yeah. which in turn goes into what I call chorus A, which is the chorus of the song, yeah. but it's only once in the whole song. That's another thing yeah. which stands out a bit, <clears throat> right? Yeah, because it's a great chorus. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, really great it's chorus. The theme yeah. of the song and. Uh, Another musical analysis I had for that is that it's sort of a fanfare type deal, you know, like oh. a victory fanfare yeah. or, you know, a homecoming fanfare in a medieval context. Mm-hmm. It has that to it, uh, which I think could be, I mean, we could face the mm. fact that this might be the last Iron Maiden track, studio track. It's, no, don't say that. I mean, I, 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 I said uh, the, fact, I, the fact that it might, not the fact that it is. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could well I mean, it be, could yeah. be, but, you know, any, any one of the last ones could have been. Mm. I don't. Well, we've been to this before. I, I don't think that's the case, but yeah, I don't knows? make predictions. No, you, know, you never know. But the reason I lift it is because if it was, it's a good way to It'd to ride fun. out. Oh yeah, if, if it was, I'm, I I mean, this is a if this is the if this is if this were to be the end, it'd be a worthy end. Because that's again going to the fanfare type deal, right? This is the maiden fanfare, and it's kind of like, you know, thanks guys, <laughs> thanks for the yeah. thanks for those decades, and uh, we're riding out. Funny. And it's still sad. It's not that happy, but it's victorious yeah. at the same time. Like you kind of, you, you, uh, you won, but in a shit world or something like that, you know, it's. Yeah, no, funny, funny you mentioned that because when the album came out, uh, upon my first few listens, I, Hell on Earth did, it did seem like more of a farewell to me, but I, I don't really know if I feel that way anymore because. I see you on the other side. I don't know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I think I, I get what you mean. Yeah. Um, I don't really know if I feel that way anymore. But I think I think I something know. that um, when I mentioned the same thing, I don't know if it was on a pod or it was just when we were hanging out. But I mentioned that to Fergal, I think, and he mentioned like he doesn't think they necessarily, you know, that that they don't they don't no, know. No, they don't the know. End. I'm sure. This I'm could, sure. They just yeah. could be the no, end. I'm sure they don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know. Like like for instance, they probably there probably won't be a a huge. This is the, you know the end of the thinking whatever you know insert insert generic name of a tour here end of the road kind no, of tour. No, 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 no. They probably yeah. won't do that because probably they'll, they'll go and tell. Oops, well we can't do it anymore, so we're not doing. Yeah, I mean, something happens. Look, or, Steve is already yeah. on stage again. As soon as he could, he was back on stage. Dan, he's Dan was there. So I think Dan they're going to go there in the same room. But, but again, so they're going to yeah. go until I think something happens means they can't do it anymore. We should we should mention yeah. that quickly, Dan. You actually saw Steve the other the other week, right? I did, yeah. I, I saw him at a tiny little venue in Camden called the um, Underworld. Uh, met some of like four hundred people. Yeah, it was really cool. Whale, really, really whale cool. beef oil hooked. Whale, whale oil beef. Well, hooked. What is that? Whale yeah, beef uh, oil hooked tank top. What does that mean? Uh, so if you, if you read it in a um, 
in a particular accent, it makes it sound like, well, I'll be fucked. Ah. Uh, <laughs> like, well, I'll be fucked. Good old Steve. Like, if, if you read it, if you read it like a farmer, like a farmer accent, you know, like, well, I'll be fucked. You know, I can't, I can't <laughs> even do it properly. Stu- stupidly but, uh, British. I love it. Yeah. But yeah, it was like pretty from. cool, man. I didn't have a particularly good view from where I was because I, uh, I was uh, pre-drinking right up until the moment of the gig. And then I strolled in after and I was near the back, but, um, but yeah, to be in a venue of that capacity with a you know the master, a master, uh, cool. yeah, it was really cool. I mean, if, if you guys get the opportunity, I'd definitely recommend it yeah. in future. Yeah, I mean, I think there was whispers of them coming here or some such at some point. I don't know if that's happening. If it does happen, I, I definitely want to. I definitely gotta go do it. Yeah. You mentioned something interesting, Eric, about uh, them not knowing. The thing is, even if they knew, they didn't know. Prime example: uh, Deep Purple. The other year, they made an album called Whoosh, uh, was, which was meant to be the last. They said, this is the last. The guys were 74, 70, oh, yeah. 74, 75 years old. They're now 76. But with the pandemic, you know, they couldn't tour Whoosh properly. So they decided to make another record. So it wasn't the last. Yeah, cover. Yeah. Uh, cover and the, album, and right? the record Whoosh even ended with a song of the first album. So it kind of bookended the whole career. But then again, they it? didn't know. Now there's another record yeah, out. So you don't, you don't yeah. know. And they recorded okay. it remotely cool. in their own home studios. But actually, it's pretty cool. Well, it's a covers album uh, named uh, Turning to Crime. Sorry, Eric. You, no, no you go, man. You go. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Um, I was going to say that I think the, uh, the new Dream Theater album, wasn't that recorded remotely, a lot of it? Probably, but with them, I with them, I, I, I see. I'm not really too much for Dream with, Theater fan. With anyway, them, I see I that think... as normal. But with those oldest, 76 years old, then it's kind of exotic that they do it, uh, you know, via yeah, distance. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they used to do everything live with Deep Purple in the Martin Birch years. It wasn't wasn't much yeah. overdubs. It was just live in a room. So, what was your mm. Eric? You had something. Uh, yeah, if I recall, there was um, several interviews right around the lease of Sinjitsu where, where Bruce was saying they were toying at the idea of during the pandemic recording something and then decided against it. Um, yeah. So obviously they still want to do stuff. But I think it was a mm. wise choice to not do it. I think that, yeah, it made well, sense also, what he said, also, like they already have 80 minutes coming out and, you know, it's just going to be overload, basically. Yeah. So the, yeah. The, 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 I was very happy about that news because that means they still want to make things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. That's an yeah. obvious thing, I guess, with so, Maiden, especially considering how good Senjutsu is. Even now, without oh, yeah. recency bias, still a strong album. My yeah. favorite of the year, the past year. Oh, I mean, yeah. The, 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 yeah nothing, nothing else stood a chance, I don't think. But I think uh, <laughs> at this point in the song, it's a good time to actually switch for lyrics for a bit because most of them have been, okay. have been dealt with at this point. And uh, yeah. I haven't really discussed this so much so i'm kind of interested in what you have to say if we look at the first verse mm-hmm. beginning of a sunrise bores a big hole in the sky not the reason why that armed children are in this world and fighting in the name of god's way more uh, mourning bleak and utter waste the vanity of the world is assured now so it's kind of interesting that you dan you were on with us for for the greater good of god and here yeah. we come back again with the same grandpa harris and I think this is almost uh-huh. Grandpa Harry's on on steroids because this like it hits pretty hard. I like the lyrics so far. It does. I think this first verse I'm is not, strong. I'm not entirely sure of the meaning of all of it. Like the first verse, like there's a couple. I um, so I've made a note of morning bleak and utter waste. The vanity of the world is assured now. Like I don't, uh, I I don't quite know what he means no, by that. Yeah. Does he mean that he's like turning a blind eye to the state of the world or um 
I don't know. Maybe I'm looking into. I, for me, it feels like a bit of a bit of a placeholder, which never got completely fleshed out. Could probably. be. I don't quite know what he means by that lyric. So I had a I had a theory because I was uh, I was um, listening to this on the way home after hanging out with a friend of mine uh, who will be on this pod. Uh, you know, I don't know where, L at some point. Um, okay, who's cool. old? Who's a who's a war veteran? And we talked a lot about you know that oh, kind of well. stuff. We we, t- we tend to get into that kind of stuff quite a bit. Him and me about that kind of um, mm. you know because obviously you go you go do some do, do and see some horrendous stuff and regardless how what we're doing it for that that does change you. Uh, yeah. You know, if you know, he 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 has killed people. Mm-hmm. That that will that that does change you profoundly. So when I read things like when I took when I had that in my in my sorry rattling around my head, and I read like the chorus. Let's see where I can find the the, the um. Uh, I wish I could go back on there. Be the same again. Bled for all upon this hell on earth. I thought, well, maybe it's something more like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's someone more mm-hmm. out of someone who's gone either. You know, maybe the, maybe from the perspective of. Someone has done that. That's that kind of stuff. They've written enough songs about war to maybe oh, at yeah. some point, you know, maybe see, you know, see what kind of happens after that, or even, you know, that does of someone. Yeah, um, I mean, I agree with you. And even just turning that old, you've seen a lot. It doesn't matter because yeah. Steve is not a war veteran, uh, but, but no, he, no, he but could you know, have but, a similar but, yeah. point of view. Like you know the story of Pandora's box, right? When it's open, yeah, when yeah, it's yeah. open, you see all the non-glory kind of kind of deal, and you know, you see the vanity of the world. You confirm it in this mm-hmm. verse but what yeah. i would say about the first verse before we move on is that when i when i read beginning of a sunrise bores a big hole in the sky um i feel like that's describing the, the natural world you know the non-human the no society world you know it's just a a, a beautiful sunrise mm-hmm. but then yeah. he immediately turns to the dark side not to reason why the armed children are in this world which is just a fact we got kids walking around with massive weapons you know yeah. yeah, and and yeah. Uh, I mean, you don't have you don't need much imagination to to feel the weight of that statement. I think. No, I mean, you yeah. just take a moment to think that's happening right now. So yeah, and while we're doing this, quick call back to for the greater good of God, uh, fighting in the name of God's way. So yeah, that's what it is. You can read that lyric. Oh, was it way or will? I thought it was will. Ooh, I don't know. Will or way? I, yeah. If there's a will, oh, there's okay. a way. Right. Then. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, here it says on the one the one I'm looking at it says way. Oh, okay, all right. Oh. Um, in that first, in that first bit, there there is one lyric I do like a lot, which um is propaganda of the battles that are lost or won. That's nice. And I think that means like, no matter who you support, there's going to be bias on each side of history. The winners, right? Uh, between it, the winners. We, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, you know, perhaps how we don't learn from our mistakes all of the oh, time. Over, yeah. So <laughs> I would say yeah, this yeah. morning bleak and utter waste. Uh, for me, that line is, as you say, it could be a placeholder, but it's, it's, to me, it's like the other side of the coin of uh, um, a beginning yeah. of a sunrise bores a hole in the sky. Uh-huh. So you have that beautiful sunrise, mm. but you also have the the morning the and the bleak and after uh, yeah. waste. And the vanity of the world is assured by this contrast. The contrast in between yeah. the, the, the sunrise that bores a big hole in the sky and just gives energy and life to all of us, contrasted to mm. bleak and utter waste which is something we can also yeah. experience. So I think he's just pulling out the biggest guns, you know, for this song. It's yeah, just that a does, massive gun. make it clearer, actually. Yeah. It was quite funny. When the album came out, I was on a Reddit thread and uh, somebody made reference to, like, Google Translate lyrics oh, yeah. with Iron oh. Maiden. Yeah. <laughs> made me laugh a lot. But, yeah. Yeah. And then, then we have that verse, that, yeah. or that bit that you already addressed, Pray Upon the Week No More. Uh, lovely, oh, lovely yeah. hockey choir on Pray. <laughs> I love that. Pray! 
Just once. Do you reckon that was all Bruce? Or do you reckon the, uh, I think it was the band members had a gone there? Either way, it's cool. Uh, I don't know. It would be really yeah. cool if we did, they just gather up all the band to sing a word. You know, I like that sort of stuff. Yeah, like they did in, um, well, back in the early days, like Peace of Mind, like, if you're going to die, if you're going to die. die. Uh, <laughs> not the best. Uh, that's not really that, a hockey you know? choir. That's more like a Monty Python choir, I think. But I like it. Yeah, I, I know, defended I that. It. I defended that. I like it too. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I would say yeah. on this uh, particular thing, you have to consider that the band is still old school enough to all be in the studio. Unlike most yeah. metal bands today, very rarely that five or six guys are in the studio at the same time. Normally, the the guy that writes stuff, a guitarist or so, comes in with one member each, you know, uh, and so on. Yeah, like your friend, um, uh, other Eric. Yep. That that song he did. Yeah, yeah, no, he he works I mean, more that, than more that was than all than... recorded individually, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, exactly. The episode that you were you, you were you edited be out. Able to tell, like, I mean, I think I think it was really flawless, like the way it came together. Yeah, but he, he's very yeah, good, yeah. also. Really he's very yeah. good, uh, very strong mm. musical brain on that guy. Yeah. The the only thing that I think maybe sort of would sort of lead me to believe they maybe weren't all there at the same time for a lot of this is because um uh, you know they, they live in various you know quite a bit of ways from no, no i mean bruce lives in france these days uh the rest yeah. of them don't uh i don't know if they were necessarily all there at the uh, same time the, during the entire process. i mean they wrote the album in the studios what i think happened is that nico got to leave early but i think mm. uh, like the the writers probably dave got to leave early too but i think the writers of the songs had to stay in for well, that's probably true. But uh, who knows if they all sing "Pray"? It doesn't matter. It sounds killer. I, I want in my in my mental image of them sort of standing around a microphone and in that particular word because they you know you to pray. Uh, no, yeah, but like the pray. Yeah, you have to put your you know raise yeah, your fist yeah. like in a cool it's way. So cool. You it's that. that was something first listen caught on to it first listen. Yeah. But I would say this song yeah. overall was very easy to catch on the first listen. Unlike mm-hmm. the opening track, I think the opening track I didn't even understand first listen. It was just like it just passed. Yeah. Um, while, while we're on the subject of gang vocals, quickly, you know, uh, uh-huh. Hardwired by Metallica, mm-hmm. of course oh, you yeah? do, but, but the song Dream No More, uh, I was watching um, a video on YouTube about the making of that song, and <laughs> there's, a really, there's a really funny little clip with um, Hetfield and Rob Trujillo, like where they're doing the gang vocals, and then you can hear them go, wake! <laughs> and then like there's like a 10 second break, and then they go, wake! <laughs> again. Like, <laughs> really funny to hear it out of context, like when you don't have them... All the backing with you, you know. Yeah. I think I saw a video of Anthanga or uh, what's his actual name, Aaron, in Primordial when he's doing an overdub mm-hmm. and he's just standing like this. <sighs> ah, <laughs> yeah. And then. That's <clears throat> <Well>, done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> waiting and waiting for just like. <clears throat> But I think it's just, you know, it's interesting to lift how he crafted this, uh, this first 3 and 30, which is not really, it's not really an epic, it's more of cementing, I think, the song and the tale of the song, yeah. designing the, the house that is this song, you know, he's crafting it and he's decorating it and making you ready for the lyrics, I would say. What do you think, Eric? Is the intro too long? No, I don't think it is. Um... I think there's nothing here that I feel is un, you know unnecessary or like they could have just it, it it all it all sort of is part of the um, what you, what comes later wouldn't be as big and as you know yeah. rewarding if you didn't have this you know ahead of it I, I feel I remember friends of the show and also ex- guitarist extraordinaire uh, Nico Falso or Licks of the Beast 
he mm-hmm. uh, oh, he yeah. actually initially didn't like this song so much because it was too much foreshadowing. He felt I would I would contrast that with saying that if it's this much foreshadowing, it becomes kind of cool. It's almost like an aesthetic choice. I, it mm-hmm. doesn't bother me at all. What do you think, Eric? No, I I, I thought about that uh, after, or I, I was more aware of that after I watched his video on it, and I was like, huh, maybe that's true. But then I sort of. Uh, listening to it a few more times, like no, I, I think I think it works. I mean, I get what he means, um, but no, yeah, I I, uh, I I don't think for me that's not that, like that, that my my theory here is that if you pull something to the very extreme, you can no longer be that bothered by it because it's so clear. You know, he's so openly mm-hmm. yeah. just presenting these melodies. He's proud of the melodies, I'm yeah. sure, and and yeah. and yeah. I would be too. This song has really oh, strong yeah, yeah. melodies. We talked about another friend of the show, Patrick Forsberg not that into late maiden but he reacted on this song by saying they haven't had this many strong melodies in a tune in ages and maybe it's true i'm i don't i, mean, particularly, I, I, think I don't particularly had, agree but you know no they are strong anyway oh, right? yeah yeah but i mean same album but uh, i guess what i want yeah, to yeah, get to is yeah. that he wrote good melodies here you know really good oh, yeah, melodies definitely, definitely. Like, uh, and it's melodies for people it's people's fusion eric <laughs> The, pe- the melodies <clears throat> for the people's people. People's heavy metal. Pe- the pe- well, the people's future. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I mean, it's... it's it, Wait, where is that, where was that uh, from? When I presented Billy Cobham and, I, and, uh, and Henrik asked, oh, uh, Henrik right. asked if it was fusion. I said, people's fusion. So, okay, let's say this is people's heavy metal, I think. It's folk music oriented, <laughs> you know. I think, I think that's a fair... Folk music oriented, strong melodies, important lyrics, easy to sing yeah. along, uh, nothing complicated, really. Like, it stands out from other okay. maiden epics that are, com- you know, complex and... Odd, and this oh, yeah. is not complex. This is a, more of a banger, but a, an unlengthened banger, or whatever you want to say. You guys agree with me, or do you think yeah. this is a traditional epic? I don't. I, I think. I, th- I think. I think there's a little bit of both there, really. It, it, it does have. It has the energy and the tempo of like a shorter. There, there, there's, there's like it feels like a shorter song. And than the it simplicity, is, you know I mean? right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it's not sign of the cross. Um, it's not rhyme with ancient mariner. Not seventh no. sign. You know what I'm getting to. I, yeah, no, I, I didn't actually think about it in, in that way before, but I don't know if I would call it an epic now, even though it is, by all means, probably an epic to a lot of people. By all measures, but, um, anyway, right? Yeah. Um, it does remind me of um, When the Wild Wind Blows yep. a fair yep. bit, uh-huh. but I, I definitely prefer this, I reckon, to, I agree. to uh, When the I Wild agree. Wind Blows. I initially but, thought about that, and how it's like, again, yeah. the old Grandpa Harris, this is like, yeah. he's finally doing it, I think, in a way that I can really get on board with, uh, including songs, mm. of course, like No More Lies and Blood Brothers, I love too. So actually erase that yeah. statement. He's always been doing it, <laughs> but he's done it again. Yeah, he's always yeah. been doing it. He's done yeah. it again. And I mean, yeah, I think this is... Did you guys touch upon, I think, I don't know if you guys really touched upon it on the Heaven Can Wait episode. Like, you know how people, particularly now they're mind about Maiden and Steve being too repetitive, but... Uh-huh. I mean, if you look at that song, Heaven Can Wait, I mean, God, there's so much repetition in that. Yeah, I mean, there, if you look, you at, if oh, you yeah. look at Hell on Earth, yeah. chorus A, just once instrumental, once with yeah, vocals. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. less repetition than Heaven Can Wait. But I'm glad you, you mm. brought up Heaven Can Wait, because I would say that's another song of this kind. It's longer, but yeah. it's not that epic. It's more of a, a mm. lengthened banger, I'm going to say again. It's a different thing. Yeah, yeah, it's I'd a different thing. That, yeah. Eric is laughing at me, so I'm gonna let you reply. You know, you can destroy no, no, my theory if no, you no, want. <laughs> no, not at all. I just like I just no. I agree with everything you're saying. 
I just like the, the word. It, it, in length like, and the banger, it's, it's probably not going to hit <laughs> yeah. the, the encyclopedias anytime soon as a phrase. No, no, but I, I feel I feel that's something it could be taken out of context, and I could have fun with. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's what I was going to say. I agree with you. Actually, okay, so I'm cool. not going to argue yeah, that. You're first. always free to. It could to become laugh, another like, in joke for, for fans of the yeah. of, of the podcast. Yeah, I mean, about another <laughs> Ill, another ill-advised like, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is I think like some bits would have been better and just given the vocals more room to really soar if it didn't have the, the guitar following it, like, yeah. especially on the chorus that has such incredibly that's some of like the hookiest, coolest kind of you know vocal melodies he's written in like fucking forever. And yeah. why not just let it just be the vocals then instead of yeah, having I mean, the you know, only the, for the chorus? The, I think it's okay. You, the verses I like how they sound, so no problem. Yeah, but the, 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 the chorus, chorus, I forget the chorus. I agree, like, I agree. Yeah. And you have songs like Riding on the Wall and Darkest Hour. Where they don't do this, and you just you need a little yeah. bit more of that on Sanjutsu. But again, yeah. I would say this song is such an extreme case of guitar, melody, and vocals doing the same thing, <laughs> so that it's almost cool. Yeah, this is my least favorite part of the song, by the way. I don't think this is particularly strong, to be honest. But you need it to get to the next thing. They are fallen. All is left in water. I like it. Slightly annoys me. I, I was in the car with my mum, uh, and I had Hell on Earth on this little bit, and my mum said it was very flamboyant. <laughs> Maybe that's what annoys me. Like, How do you have... Not the best part of the song. <laughs> you could have utilised the guitars differently and had this, the vocal, song, vocal melody soar on top of them and maybe build them up higher, like a Brave New World type thing or something. Yeah, the, 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 the guitars literally, there doesn't need to be a guitar lead there really even. It could just be, even if it was just the vocals. I mean, not just the vocals, but you know, like the, the guitars is in rhythm or just doing the chords or whatever, the riff. Yeah, and, you don't need that. And they already did it instrumental in the beginning. Yeah. On top of that. So I think you're, you're onto some actually quite sound criticism there. Yeah, that's what I, But again, that's that's the minor, I mean, still. I, like, nitpicking. You know, uh, that is indeed nitpicking. That is what we do. Mm. Nit- nitpicking A to Z. What did you guys think of the lyric uh, in the voices that you hear inside your head? Uh, this sort of ties into my theory of the, you know, someone who's been off and done a bunch of stuff and seen a bunch of stuff. Because you say, so, uh, and the voices that you hear now and the voices in your head. Uh, I mean, you know, and then, you know, not now we're thinking of a lifetime you can never feel mm-hmm. again. That seems sort of... Do you think it might yeah. be like a soldier returning from war? I think that's what it is, because thinking about stuff that, you know, that, that because, you know, it's like the fucking, I mean, again, I'm, okay, I'll say this. I'm not a big Lord of the Rings fan. Uh, I'm not a fantasy guy whatsoever. It's but cool still, though. It's pretty the, cool. The, the, I thought you would be. You, one would think, but I'm not. I'm more of a sci-fi Hor- okay. Horror and sci-fi. Yeah. I, 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 sci-fi. Okay, I still, I, sci-fi, horror and sci-fi. But there's a thing in the Lord of the Rings where, they, you know, they, they sort of, the point of being is they go off and they, they you know, they... You know, Frodo help, fucking helps. You know, saves the Shire, but as he as he sort of realizes when he gets back, he didn't save for him because he yeah. kind of he, yeah. he needs to be somewhere else. Now that's sort of I think that's sort of the same. This is obviously not about Lord of the Rings, but I think that's sort of like something a lot of people. Uh, actually, been, you know, Lord of the Rings okay. is an interesting example. I think I have to lift it quickly. Okay. I'm not 
I'm not a really big fantasy guy either. Even though I actually play, I play role-playing RPGs, pen and papers. I'm a bit of that nerd. But uh, you're into LARPing, are you? Uh, not LARPing, actually. But <laughs> I, I, actually, to be honest, Joking. to be honest, I could. No, I'm completely honest. I could actually like LARPing. I'm not because I'm, I like, like I like theater and I like role-playing. But when I do role-playing, it's it's yeah. just, uh, with paper and pens. But anyway, um, not going to talk about that. I was going to talk about Lord of the Rings quickly, Eric. Because in yep. that, what I find interesting about that story is that in the end, Frodo wasn't even the hero. He couldn't even stand against the, the power no, of no. the corruption of the ring. And the, the ring no. could symbolize the hell on earth or the armed children in this world, whatnot, you know, power struggles sure. and all that. And even Frodo mm. couldn't resist. So he's kind of depressed after saving, saving the world. Like he never yeah. gets back, and uh, you know that's yeah. Not, he ends up going off with Bilbo. To yeah, like go, speaking of they? PTSD type deal, yeah, uh, or returning yeah. from yeah, war. So I think I think I might have something to to do with that. You know that, yeah. that that when I yeah. So when you when you have that in mind, that kind of makes. I more think sense. that was the most profound mm-hmm. message in all of Lord of the Rings for me, anyway. That in the end, Frodo isn't even <laughs> like he's not even a conquering hero or anything. He's kind of destroyed by this. Uh, he was just a vessel to, Flaws. to yeah, yeah. Was just a vessel to mm-hmm. carry that ring, and then actually Sam was yeah. kind of more pure but also sam was didn't have yeah. the the highlights you know the spotlight on him no. so maybe he could have more energy left to to kind of stay pure but uh, it's interesting yeah. in the context of hell on earth i think because they come quite close you know uh, all the power the power struggles is what he's talking about why do you have armed yeah. children in this world it's because of a power struggle clearly yeah. otherwise you wouldn't mm. no one would <laughs> no one would willingly give an ak-47 to a child no, doesn't no, make any sense. Well, I mean, except they do with them, you know. Yeah, but yeah. I, I mean, if you're completely yeah. and utterly insane. I did, I did fire insane. their rifles when I was a kid, but you know, that's, <laughs> that's a bit yeah, different. That's <laughs> different, yeah. <laughs> and uh, okay, Hell on Earth lyrics. We're still on them for a bit here because it might be more interesting yeah, which, stuff. Are, are we up to the chorus? We're up to the no, chorus. Uh, uh, I'll read it and you'll comment on it, Dan. Uh, I wish I could go okay, back. Yeah, cool. We'll never be the same again. Bled for all upon this Hell on Earth. And when I leave this world, I hope to see you all again on the other side of Hell on Earth. Uh, what do you think? Mm. Yeah, so I made a, I made a, I made a note of this bit, um, specifically the lyric, um, upon the eyes of good, I'm following the light again in between the dark on Hell on Earth. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that's more of a personal lyric for Steve about him saying, you know, there is a lot of shit going on in the world, but I'm a father, I have a family, I have to take care of my kids. And no matter all the shit which is going on in the world, I'm going to try and make sure that they're okay and that they're, you know... Yeah, I don't know. That's what I thought it could mean. But I thought it was, um, you know, more of a personal viewpoint rather than a... uh, I I can make another connection to Primordial, actually, on this. They have a song called The Golden Spiral in which the protagonist is extremely sceptic to everything, like the values of the world, the values of society and the values of the powers that be. But in the end of the song, he sees his family and he yeah. realizes why he's here. A great part of, of Primordial. Mm. I know we have a few listeners that like him, so I feel you know, free to bring him up sometimes. I've not listened to them uh, But the, in the end of that, he sees his kids and his, his wife and he realizes that all this, like, yeah, all this, this, anxi- all this anxiety for, yeah. I have and all of that is terrible. It feels like hell on earth, but I do, I yeah. do have a purpose. So I think, you're on, I think you're bang on target on that one. Oh, thank you. And I didn't yeah. think of it myself. I actually, I had that thought today, actually. I got my hair cut earlier today and I was um, walking to town, like thinking about the episode and what I could bring to it. Mm. And then that suddenly occurred to me. I thought like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. I'll make a note of that. Yeah. And, uh, no, I, I only yeah. noticed it in, in Golden Spiral. I didn't think about it in 
in context of this song, but it's definitely the same type of like uh, yeah. bring it back to the family kind of thinking. Like society, yeah. okay, I can't deal, <laughs> but family, mm. I can. You know. Yeah, of course. It's different. Yeah, it's yeah. different. Yeah. Grandpa Harris. Grandpa mm. Harris is a family man. Yeah, he is. How many children does he have? Like seven or eight? Or no. He has like an army <laughs> four, of children. I think, anyway. Four, I think oh, four. No. Three boys and Lauren, yeah, I well, think, no. but I'm not sure. Uh, I actually, I don't dig too yeah. much in the personal lives of, 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 of the yeah. band members. I met, I met his son, actually. I met one yeah, of you did. Them. You have a photo. Uh, we'll share it on our Instagram. Yeah, at the, um, at the yeah. gig. Yeah, of, uh, Stanley, yeah. yeah. I got talking to him for a little bit and I said, how long did you know about the new album? <laughs> and he said, oh, I know, I knew about it for a few years. And I was like, why didn't you tell anyone? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and I didn't know. Good on him, though, not telling anyone. He was a nice lad, actually, yeah. yeah. Also, what what kind of answer what what what, what did he, you know what's he gonna say? I don't know. He's like who the fuck are you probably? Exactly. But he was nice. I'm, yeah, I'm, so, I'm sorry, random person. I didn't fucking tell you this. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, r- r- random drunk dude accosting me. <laughs> yeah, random maiden yeah. fan, random fan of my father's. You know, that's a weird position yeah. to come in yeah, from, I mean, right? I mean, he could have he could have quite easily told me to fuck yeah, off. Right. But he didn't, imagine, so imagine Eric, if you your father was famous. And that's how I tried uh-huh. to get to know you. That would have been much harder. Yeah. Like, I'm a fan of your father. Please tell me secrets. <laughs> like, it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I could if you... I mean, there's not a whole lot to tell if you want. Like, you yeah, but I mean, it's just saying it's not an equal position to meet in. No, like, no it's, one, it's one, that's, that's, that's One's like, father is God to the others. It doesn't... It's just a weird position yeah, to be in. Yeah, that must be weird. <laughs> that's like... Uh, I mean, that's sort of like it was... Um, oh, I was... I've had this. This has happened twice. So this is not like it's not I, when I say this. I don't mean like we've had these long conversations. But I did have like a a brief back and forth with uh, Austin on uh, Instagram a, a couple of years. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was about something unrelated. Austin, you know, about Bruce's, son, yeah. um, one of his sons. Yeah. And it wasn't about anything to do with his dad or whatnot. And, I, and then for a minute, I thought like, oh yeah, that's right. And I, or I sort of forgot who I was. I just replied to something. Didn't think about who it was. Got a response, and we that a little bit i don't remember what it was at this point but but then because the reason that worked probably is because he didn't bring it up yeah no of course that'd be really weird and also i've I've met him a few times before Mm -hmm. like when he was in that group uh rise to remain i did actually i did like him actually i was a bit of a metalcore kid at the time Uh but uh i met met him a few times but i never said to him like oh yeah i like your dad as well (laughs) that'd be you know stupid wouldn't it i worship your father in that yeah. voice also you have to say it yeah. not that I think you worship it'd be, it'd be Bruce or anything you're, you're, but I mean it's, it's, it's borderline isn't it yeah it'd be funny if you had like you talked like you, you talk like yourself until you start asking questions about Iron Maiden and then you go over to that voice I think <laughs> I, I do that. I do yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah another, do you another, like being an Iron Maiden uh, yeah, yeah another just another quick one was uh, I remember I remembered now that I I, I was talking to um uh, Zelda Williams on Twitter like a couple nice years name. ago. That's that's oh, Robin Williams. Williams daughter. Daughter. So, yeah, and yeah. I remember we were talking about like, oh fuck, that's right, this is Robin Williams' daughter. This is weird. Yeah. Also, it's like it's uh, she seems she's really cool. She's into horror and that kind of stuff. But I was like, oh, cool, I wonder, like if it, like for if whatever weird reason we were ever to meet, it'd be really weird. Like I have her fucking dad tattooed in my. You heart, do actually, yeah. 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 yeah, Oh yeah, I got. It's I'll the only you. guy you have uh, tattooed on you, right? What from and Eddie. from Patch Adams? Yeah, there you go. There's, there's Robin. Yeah, there he is. Oh, nice. No, I mean, I, I got, I got like, I got a monkey there. That's not a very specific monkey. That made me but, think yeah. about the uh, the band Clutch again. I got your mother's maiden name tattooed on my arm. It's kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. I, I have your. Yeah, there you go. I have um, your father. Also, for some reason, for some reason, I also technically, I guess, I got you know Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston is there too. Yeah. Cool man. Yeah. <laughs> 
But uh, I think we're coming to a turning point in the song, which is interesting. Mm. Oh, we are, yeah, yeah, yeah. My second uh, chunk of parts, which I call the song part, uh, mm. it's now over. It, it, it ends with mm. chorus A, and we're halfway into the song, you could say, or uh, yeah, halfway. Yeah. So it's a short transition with, wham- with whammy bar. Yeah, short transition. That's that's gotta be that's Dave, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. And then comes Adrian with one of his best yeah. moments in the album. This is a killer Dave and short. It's less than twenty, I think, yeah. seconds. Yeah, you know, it's, you know, he doesn't need to have songwriting credits in the album. He does stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, so much. I don't. And now, yeah, yeah, this year, this is really great. Smith Magic. Mm. None other. And then comes my favorite. Probably my favorite guitar line on the album. Yeah, but that up, yeah. No, not well, this bit here. Wait, but here, this one here. Ah, I love this. This is again a vocal part, right? Uh, no, not really. That's surprising because I wish I wish it was. It was such a good line melody. Let's line, see what I, I call it in my transcription here. Oh. Mm, yeah, it would have made a good one, wouldn't it? It's a theme, but just theme. Theme. Mm. Yeah, because like it's funny because I always find it funny when you go into like IMDb, which we don't those who don't know it's an internet movie database, and you can look what movies are rated. Like oh, it's rated uh, R for you know you know uh, nudity and violence and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite ones I don't really know what it means is when something is rated like PG thirteen for some thematic elements. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> this song will definitely okay. be rated PG thirteen then. <laughs> Very thematic. I, I see, I, I'll see what that means. <laughs> I just like when. Maybe that's what I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll warn, I'll warn people that this episode is rated something for thematic elements. Heed my warning. Uh, what are you looking at? I'm trying to figure out what thematic element means. Oh, oh I see. Oh, okay. Th- okay. Thematic yeah. elements, uh, stuff that don't really fit into like, uh, like, like for instance, the, the other categories would be, you know, violence, sex, drug use, nudity, and language stuff that is not good, but doesn't fit in on those. Is a thematic okay. element. So it's like, like here, there's abortion, addiction, animal cruelty, child abuse, corruption, coming of age, is crime, death, defiance, disability, physical and or mental. De- never mind. <laughs> so the heavy it's shit anyway. Satanic rituals. Let him who hath understanding reckon the number of the beast. For it is a human. Its number is six hundred and six. Uh, let's see. Uh, no, well, we, we got we got social issues, suicide, STDs, TNA, uh-huh, pregnancy, uh-huh. verbal abuse, Themes. war. Oh, okay. oh, war. So this has thematic elements. It, it, it has. It's a bit sad of a song, isn't it? Hell on Earth. Subject. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's, it's not. It's not a feel-good romp. No, it's no. not. And I guess that could uh, segue us into the next bit, which is the, the the kind of special edition verse. I think I would call that. You know, it's. Uh, yeah, and that's. This is something that if this is done a couple of years ago, they would have very. And, and you know, not they would not have done the right thing there. The right thing here was to put the vocals exactly where they yeah. were, you know, slightly more mellow. You know, if it was a few years ago, he would have gone up instead. Definitely. And uh, this gave oh, yeah, it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This gave more of a, a vibe, more of a you know, rather than mm-hmm. I can't do that because I can't sing. Um, Let's listen to it. It breaks down. Love this bit. Very nice breakdown. Again, I would call Sign of the Cross here. Rang. I'd say it reminds me of um, the thin line between love and hate a little bit. Yeah. 
It's very soothing, I think. Very soothing. That synth in the background, yeah. Really cool. And yeah, this is such a good choice. Love this. Love this. It's probably the best part of the song in, in many ways for me. Chills. Uh, I'm gonna break it here. I'm gonna pause it. <laughs> I'm gonna pause it. Because, yeah, I have to because we didn't really talk about the lyrics of this part and I think they could have something in them. Uh, you dance on the graves, yes, you bled for us. Do you really think they'll come for us? Knowledge and virtue taken by lust, living on the edge of those that you trust. You think that you have the answers you for all? You in your arrogant all, yeah. way, only one way to fall. Burning a lamp that is firing your hands, taking you further from these lands. Did you two notice the, um, the lyrical callback with uh, you dance on the graves so you bled for us? I did, yeah, but not sure from yeah, where. Yeah, they, they, from they, where is that? Uh, from the title track. Mm. Dancing on graves who bled oh, for us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bookending. Driven away by our endless desire. Right. That bit. Kind of bookending yeah, the yeah. whole thing and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I hear you, Eric? I think you're muted somehow. Oh, I can, I can, I hear, you. I can hear you. I saw your mouth moving with no sound, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I was, I was just saying it was very interesting. Uh, I, I'd not thought about that. So when initially, when I sort of in, in, implied that I knew what you're talking about, I clearly was lying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's really cool. That's a cool callback. Yeah, and what yeah. a good verse. What I mean, a good verse. I didn't notice. So it got. I, I read it on a Reddit comment, and I thought, oh, okay, that's a good talking point. I'll bring that up. Yeah, there you um, go. So. But um, I tell you what, to go back to that lyric specifically, actually, you dance on the graves who bled for us. Um, mm -hmm. I was uh, thinking about that one earlier today and the fact that the, the Maiden guys, like they're all born within uh, 10, 15 years after the Second World War. Mm -hmm. And uh, when they were growing up, they would have had a lot of uh, World War II veterans, wouldn't they? And uh, oh, yeah. now, uh, you know, there are very few remaining. Like they're either, well, they're very close to 100 or 100 plus and you get fewer and fewer every year. Mm -hmm. But um, but for Steve and the boys growing up, it must have been really commonplace to have them around all the time. And um, the fact that I don't want to get too topical, controversial or anything, but yeah. a lot of people my sort of age, they now think that they're the first kind of perfect generation. A lot of people feel yeah. that way and that everything that came before them was completely wrong. Yep. And I feel like maybe that lyric is a comment on the fact that you you may think that, but you don't realise like the sacrifice which people have made before you. Yeah, you know that that was what no, I yeah. thought anyway. Yeah, I've yeah. been onto this a no, lot. Yeah, yeah. I've been onto this a lot that yeah. there's this false idea of um, perfection in humanity that you know we all started yeah. as savages. Since then, we got progressively better and more caring. Yeah, it's not true. And not if you ask me, it's not yeah. true. I mean, we have had some major achievements along the years. I'm not saying that. Oh, but of I think course. Yeah, you yeah. think that we are. I think a lot of millennials basically think like this, that we are kind of the epitome no. of, of human and societal development, and they all used to be cruel as fuck and just assholes. Uh, yeah. That's a dressed up truth, man. It's not true. I, th I think I think I think it's not just millennials. I think almost every generation assumes, you know, that oh, we've arrived. Probably, probably, yeah. yeah. This false sense no, of a, no one will ever be right. False sense of a timeline, mm. you know, where the timeline starts. Everyone mm. is cruel as fuck and assholes to everyone. Yeah. Medieval, you know, the medieval times get a lot of flack, and a lot of people that yeah, know a lot of history, yeah. they know that they weren't that bad. 
Like there was a lot of things that mm. were better in the medieval days than they are today. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, again, you know, it's you know, we'll see. You know, I don't know. Uh, of course, I don't know. But uh, you know, it's it's just yeah. nice to to, yeah, to yeah, stay yeah, as, yeah. just stay critical. I think in your mind, don't yeah, you know, or just assume not. Don't assume that you've you know you know everything. You're, you're the, the epitome of yeah, evolution. Course, yeah. <laughs> so I think yeah, yeah, interesting point again. And uh, yeah, I, I, I wasn't I wasn't sure how that would be received. Actually, I didn't know if you guys would. Have a counter argument to that or anything, but oh, no, I mean, if you two are yeah. on the same page, then no, yeah, definitely, cool. yeah. yeah, it's um, yeah, yeah it, it's yeah, that's uh, uh, yeah, I've definitely thought about that kind of stuff quite a bit. And, oh, and uh, also, you think that you have all the answers for all in your mm -hmm. arrogant way, only one way to fool, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Could yeah. definitely be a comment. Yeah, I mean, he could be talking about politicians well, I mean, in that regard. Or well, I mean, it's, it's also whoever, like for, you know? for me, I discussed quite uh, quite a bit about the um, various sort of uh, you know continuing uh, evolution of, you know, political correctness. And there's like, mm. I think every generation assumes, well, you know, we've arrived, we, we know, you know, we, we're the ones, you know, we're the most enlightened, we got the, all the things like, yeah, you, you think yeah. that, but the one the ones thought that too. So like when this movie, that like I said, it's usually brought up in regards to, oh, how, you know, that movie from, or that show from so-and-so is, you know, very offensive. Oh, yeah, 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 but yeah. they thought that they were, they thought they were doing the thing mm -hmm. that you think you're doing now and that mm. someone down the line will think, know that you're not doing because they're doing it better. So, you know, yeah. you're, you know yeah, it's, it's okay. always like, and that's you know that does you know just it it it's it's I think that's um, if I again with me and fucking getting to a point I don't have I don't have the I don't but have I definitely point. agree just with that, you hmm. there's a point within yeah, that and I would say I stopped calling it political correctness in Swedish we say politis correct so yeah same phrase but I started I started yeah, so calling you're just saying in Swedish I started yes. calling it social correctness. It's actually more social than it's political. Yeah, well, it's more yeah, about yeah, yeah. what do the neighbor I, I, thinks, and what does the neighbor think, or what does my new girlfriend think about my ideas, mm. or what does my I mean, my, my friend think. It's social correctness. It's not political correctness. Yeah. It's, it's a different I mean, I'll, thing. I'll say I'll say this: if I find if I'm saying something and someone tells me, "Oh, could you not do that?" That kind of makes me feel bad about. It. Like, yeah, hundred percent, I'll stop doing it. I just don't yeah. like to be the, to pretend like. Uh, but that's because I can learn to do something. I can change thereafter. But when I did it, I was I was doing it with assuming i was right with what i knew as 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 will they and as will the people coming after and after and after you yeah, assume, you know, well, yeah, and yeah. that's sort of that's what you got to kind of keep in mind and i think that um again i get in this argument quite a bit about actually you know the, the you know in regards like essentially old movies and stuff like like well you know like well this 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 you know this this is not okay like no it's Usually not okay they now, are sexist it was, it basically they're always sexist yeah, in, in the context yeah. of when they came out and everything you know so. yeah uh -huh. and you know yeah and, and, yeah you know i can there's sometimes even me i'll watch stuff and like yeah uh, yeah, that wasn't great, uh, but you know they didn't. They didn't know any better when they did it, and they thought they were doing yeah. it. You know, it's, it's, also, do you know, we do got, we really know better now, or are we just trying? Yeah, to, I think we're we just trying to. Do that, are we just trying to maintain friends and contacts by not being assholes? It's a no. That that is if if, if you if you know enough to ad adapt your you know behavior so you're not considered an asshole. Then then yes, I would say very much so. We do know better. Uh, yeah. Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm in the midst of it. Oh, unless, unless you want people to, you know, like, yeah, you know, like, oh, well, don't hang out of so and so. You know, he's, you know, yeah. you know, it, 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 it doesn't. Even, it's, it's, it's not even. It's not even me about. You know, for me, it's not even um, trying to uh, be quote unquote, unquote socially acceptable or political, political, whatever it is. It's just, just you know, like, if you can just when I if I can tweak some behavior a little bit and maybe make some people yeah. feel less crappy about themselves, I think I'd be yeah, a jerk yeah. not to do that. But that's it, like uh, mm, being yeah. courteous. Yeah, that's just being a good. That's yeah. But that's having also a sense of style and you know human presenting being. yourself yeah, yeah. in a way that is is, is good. You know, I mean it, that. Yeah, but it's also just yeah. just like it's like a, you know like so like when you um, when you have people who think just to sort of tie this stack together, we can move on. So when you have people sort of think like, well, you know, when they 
like to quote the song let's see uh, the answers to all uh, when you think you have the answers for all in your arrogant way only willing to fall essentially if you think that you know you know you know well you know we know this to be true well you know the reason you know that to be true is the other people made mistakes and figured out that's what's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. that's that's how you that's how you that's how you learn stuff you learn stuff by mm. doing it the wrong way then you do it the right way yeah and i mean when yeah. i was yeah. 14 i was a know-it-all because i felt i had the the kind of the oh, room to be there. I mean, been unbearable to be around. I had top grades. I had the best grade in every topic, and I felt I was a know-it-all. Yeah. And I could explain like, "Hey, your ways are evil. Your capitalist ways are evil, mm. and whatnot." I was very left-leaning yeah. at that age, but I, I yeah. thought I knew the answers to all. It's fact. Yeah, I no, me too. Yeah. Me too. And I've always been a bit of a um, academically. I've always been a bit of a middle-of-the-road guy. You know, I've always maintained an average. But when you're a teenager, like I really cringe at. The, the stuff that I used to think and do uh, and everything. Yeah. But I mean, that only, that only comes with, with getting older, doesn't it? But, you can also bask in that joy. And like, uh, I used to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, uh, I know that I know nothing. That's the start. <laughs> well, that's I mean, the start. For, yeah. I mean, also like yeah. it's, what's, what, what I'm really thankful is that I, uh, I'm old enough that, and I think Jonathan, the same thing that like, I would really, I, I would have to fucking tear my eyes out every day. If my thoughts, when I was like, say, I don't know, like say sixteen to like maybe eighteen, nineteen were readily available for me to read online. Like, I, I, like yeah, you yeah. know, Facebook didn't show up. Till I was like, I, you know, I was two thousand seven, yeah. so I was you know, you know, a little bit old enough that most yeah. of my horrible, you know, pretentious self indulgence, you know, emo bullshit stuff, uh, <laughs> you know, is not is not preserved to the you know saved to the ages, and that's and that's what I'm really thankful about that because also like there's a lot of unfortunate, uh, you know, uh, clothing choices I maybe made. For years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, that ain't yeah, up there either. Yeah. I'm very happy about that. Yeah, so. the, all mm. those Matrix trench coats I used to wear. <laughs> oh, yeah, I had one. Did you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With like a oh, dyed yeah. black uh, fringe and a Matrix trench coat, yeah. You should up oh, and go, yeah. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> whoa. I thought I had the answers to all. <laughs> yeah, I saw the Matrix the other day. It was pretty good. Yeah, me too. I, I enjoyed it actually. Yeah, I thought it was good, very good. Yeah. Uh, this song is kind of universal. It works with the Matrix. It works with uh, Lord yeah, of the yeah, Rings. Yeah. You know, it works mm. with a lot of things. And um, we're heading into a bit of a climax of the track. Are you re- are you ready? Yeah. I'm Indeed ready. I am. I'm ready. The riff after the, the second life, life in danger, mm-hmm. I get a bit of a book of, book of souls vibe from that. Yeah, little bit. definitely. Yeah, yeah. The song goes a bit tribal here, and uh, I'm not gonna. Yeah, tribal, tribal. That's what I mean. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna be super 
uh, what did I call it? And lengthened banger on this. I'm gonna be very succinct. I'm gonna be very succinct. I'm gonna say better you like more for a little bit of lengthened. Yeah, very succinct here. This is this is the best part of the console's album. No, this is the best part of the Senjutsu album. This one. It's just nothing yeah, beats I mean, this. Nothing this, beats this. This is pure I'd, strength. I'd say, and I, I, I think I saw one time I, I've, uh, uh, I, whenever I listen to that bit, uh, I, I, I don't know why I haven't done it. Like I figured every time I start doing it, I want, I, no, here's why I haven't done it because I wanted to save it for this. Is I say like those like six words he sings there are possibly mm. he's never sung six words better in his entire career almost. No, those no, words, no, no, it's so yeah. amazing, so much feeling in it. And like, cause I've been so close, like to drunk messing and you, yeah. uh, John, about that. Like, like no, I'm safe for the pod. <laughs> for the pod. But yeah, it's just like yeah. the words themselves found amazing. They have this yeah, profound weight, flawlessly delivered, aren't they? Really, profound really great to them. Love in anger, uh, life in danger, and all that. Life just in kind danger, of lost in anger. A very simplistic yeah. explanation of what we are doing here mm. on Earth. You know. So I love I've, on specifically on in anger. I love the little. Uh, Rasp like on on the vocals, slight you know, like, breakage. Yeah. It really does sound angry, kind of like delivering that slight know? breakage, uh, beautiful, and something yeah, that yeah, happened yeah, way yeah. more on Senjutsu yeah. than previous Maiden records. Yeah, this yeah, slight yeah, breakage, yeah. but it's kind of it kind of like harkens back to like kind of like a something that we kind of touch on in like the you know Fear of the Dark kind of era, like that kind of just slightly a little bit, yeah, a little bit yeah. of that not as co- not as contrived because back then he was he, no 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 yeah, no no. no, 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 no I mean no, back we, then he was our age, and no, I'm getting a bit of a grasp already, a bit of a rasp already, but. You know, I yeah. don't have the. No, but yeah, but this this is this is this is way way better executed. Yeah, um, and also now he's really yeah. old, so like it's it's unavoidable in a sense. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think that's you should play it to your strength, turn it to your advantage that you're actually really old. You know, which I think he really does on this album. I have no gripe about mm. the vocals on this album whatsoever. I think uh, no, what a, a delivery, mine, what a fucking um, delivery, to be honest. Yeah. No, a friend of mine, after writing on the wall came out, I said, oh, you know, what did you think of that track? And he went, God, it sounds really old now. And I'm like, well, yeah, you know. That's but awesome. It's, <laughs> it's awesome that it's on top. I, th- I thought, yeah, I-, I love that song. Even now, like, it's a real highlight of the album for me. You know? Yeah, but, I think it's, it, it might mm. be my favourite. It might be writing on the wall, but it's hard to say. It was yeah. a single and everything, so, yeah. And uh, we'll get mm. back to that. We're on Hell on Earth now. And yeah, what a climax, yeah. though. What a climax for an album, for mm. a song. Uh, the love in anger. Life in danger. It's just like it makes yeah. you think too. I th- I think it makes you think anyway. Yeah. Like uh, you really contemplate uh, uh, mankind and being part of mankind when listening to this. It's hair will stand on ends mm. for sure, and it's just hair will stand on ends. <laughs> yeah. yeah and the part uh, in in my kind of in my analysis of the song, we had the transition going with a short whammy bit for just a few seconds. We had Dave yeah. solo. We had yeah. Adrian solo. We had the transition slash theme part. Elements of theme. Yeah. <laughs> Thematic, Thematic elements. elements. Then it had something yeah. I call instrumental bridge, which is the kind of calm yeah. part. And then uh, bridge verse slash verse D is dance on the graves and all that. And then comes what yeah. I call climax or chorus B, if you will, because it's kind of a, a second chorus to the song. Uh, and uh, mm. Jan, Jan solos over it. There's a short intermission, about 20 seconds. Then we have Janik's solo. And then they redo chorus B, sort of as the. As I the, really like the Yannick solo. I, I think it's very um, emotive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And no, normally that can be quite, you know, chaotic and staccato and right. everything, but I think it's really emotive. Bluesy. Yeah, he, he doesn't overplay it, I think. You know. And then right back. Uh, 
then this goes back to the, the tunnel. Exactly. This one, this one I call um, theme slower. It's the same theme, thematic mm. elements, but it's uh, slightly <laughs> slower this time. It sort of sends the song away, doesn't it? You know, it sort of sends it towards the sunset, riding off. Yeah, I think it's a really triumphant um, little ending. Yeah. That bit before the clean guitar comes in again. Yeah, I've made a note. I put triumphant end ending. There we it. go. We love that word, triumphant. Yeah. yeah, me too. So just before the ten minute mark, it breaks back into this. The pr the pre-intro. Sort of the pre-intro again. Yeah. It gives you some time to breathe, take in the song. Mm. You know, take in the album mm. if you heard all of it before. Yeah. Great way to end the yeah. album. Mm. Yeah, really great way to bookend. Yeah, Nico yeah, said one sure. of the few fade outs. It really is. Like they have the prophecy, that acoustic thing, and they have Stranger in a Strange Stranger Land. Stranger in a Strange Land. Yeah. Then this. And now it opens mm. again with that sound of the cross E, E minor, open, open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's a great. This is great. Mm. Mm. Well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, what do you guys think? What a song, yeah. Am I, yeah. Am I right that it's actually a, an lengthened banger? <laughs> I think you already agree with me, but... Yeah, I, you, you are, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, th I think you are right, yes. Somehow it is, right? It's not really a, an epic yeah. song. It's not It's not going everywhere. It's staying in one place, but it has the, all mm. these variations of melodies. Mm. And just like, uh, it's a very concentrated track, I would say. You know, it's not all over yeah. the place whatsoever. It's concentrated. It's very kind of, it's very sort of intense and it just doesn't really let go. It just, that's what it goes. It's, it's very, you know, whereas some of these other, like longer, like the epic, like that you, you know, more traditional epics, if there is such a thing, they kind of, you know, tend to, they're more of a journey. So you get kind of like, you know, it's very intense and then it has a soft bit and does, you know, it's more of like, yeah, a, a, yeah you know, this is just very, you know, I, I can't think of anything better than when you already said it, but yes, it's sort of just like a, uh, it has the intensity of a shorter song, but done over a longer period of time is this way to put yeah. it. Yeah, it's very well layered and structured, I feel, compared yeah. to even other other songs from the album, like you guys have done Death of the Celts already, uh, and there, yeah. there are parts of it which I really like, like, uh, well, a lot of the verses, really, but then when you get to the instrumental, like, a lot of it feels very cut and paste to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, but with, with this, with, with Hell on Earth, I feel like everything flows really naturally, and... Mm. Uh, like, there's, there's no kind of, like, fat on it at all. You know, everything's perfectly... Is that the right expression? No fat on it at all. Yeah, I would but, say no fat. No but, but it's very um, ev everything's very good. Yeah, know? just a good yeah. structure yeah. and a good overview. I think he he gave this song a proper overview. He probably edited the structure of it. I can sense, unless he unless yeah, yeah, he just yeah. had a you know a great streak of just writing incredibly yeah. well. I think he probably restructured it a bit and felt like how can I make this as effective as possible, also to provide the message of the song. Just don't go everywhere. Yeah. Kind of stay within some kind of realm, you know. It was it was recorded in parts, wasn't it? I've read. Yeah, I think all, all these. Um, yeah. Most of the songs. Last three. Of the were, I think yeah, actually yeah. a majority of the songs on the album were recorded in parts. I think Bruce said that uh, his 
three songs with Adrian, they were not, but I think mo- most of the rest were. No. And uh, yeah, okay. because they wrote it in the studio again. And I think Sanjutsu, the track, is actually recorded to a pre-existing Adrian Smith demo, and therefore, therefore yeah. also yeah, recorded to a click track. Yeah. It's recorded to a click track just like the last song on Book of Souls, like a rare case okay, of, of cool. click track. But um, this song, mm. probably not. It's very alive in the tempo. I mean, in that sense, it's an epic because it changes tempo quite a bit and tries mm. different yeah. different ways to attack you as a listener. Yeah. Good mm. song. Very good song. Really good song, yeah, yeah. I recall my first time uh, hearing this. Uh, and so, um, uh, yeah, I, I, as I, I, think I, I think, I don't know if I've, I know I've told you this, Jonathan, because we, we, when we did the listening party later in the evening, I mentioned this quite a few times, uh, like it, it was like my, my initial feeling when listening to this was the way I put it then was like like the the opposite of a panic attack. Right, right. <laughs> and then I then I said it's probably not great that I don't know what the opposite of that would be. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, I just I was like it's like I remember towards even like without even thinking about it when I was I, I had to stand up for the song. I was like I, I remember that when I was done like was became aware of myself just like fucking staring at the speakers like a weirdo. Yeah. Uh, mm. And like I said, I, that it doesn't do that. In the same sort of explosive way now, but I still feel the same way about right. it. I still love this song. I think it's uh, it's amazing. I'm ver- and as I said it before, I'm just it's one of those things. Uh, there's like where my I just I'm just very happy to live in a world where this exists because it, yeah, it, uh, it just yeah it goes That's it goes back to two things in my mind. One is uh, something I heard from Stephen Wilson that uh, when a new track or album is released by one of the monoliths, you have a very strong mm-hmm. will for it to be good as a fan yeah. it's very important to you so you get that kind of recency bias and whatnot mm-hmm. and surely i had this first and you especially doing this podcast and all that and and then mm-hmm. this song was one of the stronger songs and then i've been doubting it in between is it actually that good listening to it critically mm-hmm. and i still haven't really come to my senses there because it depends which day i listen but what i will say what i what yeah. i will say about the track is that it feels like everything Steve has done has led to this track. It just does, you know, which is mm, a yeah. very emotional, you know, shock in a way to, to hear it. Like this is where he got, you know, you listen to Prowler, you listen to this. There's yeah. something, you know, yeah, yeah. some kind of personal journey. Yeah, you can hear the whole journey. Can't yeah, you? yeah. And in the lyrics too, you, Eric, you described it like a war veteran coming home. I would say it's just like mm-hmm. something Steve likes to do. He, he made his divorce into a kind of war, you know, fortunes of war and all that. And I think yeah. uh, he, he made this whole band into his personal fight, like Steve versus the world. And this is where yeah. it ended in a sort of, it ended in two minds in a way. It's not like a super clear position in this song, right? Because we talked about before how it's, the family gets in, he feels some kind of value. He's also very disappointed in the vanity of the world, but it, it's like in two minds, mm-hmm. I think. Bittersweet. Bittersweet. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. an ending should be, right? Kind of. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's hope it's not the last. I don't think it is. No, I hope I'm not. an optimist at heart, so I don't think it is mm. either. Could be. Mm. No. I mean, I, the, the, this could also be, I mean, I don't want to fucking, you know, end or start the year on a, on a you know, on a, you know, a downer, but to be fair, I, you know, e- either one of us could get hit by a fucking, you know, like a meteor when we leave our apartment right. today. This could be the last <laughs> thing we do. Either. So nothing is fucking guaranteed. Of course not. I yeah. think that's worth your mind. So, you know. Anyway, have fun. Anyway, have a lovely year. <laughs> 2022, lots of fun for this podcast to come this year, I would say. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, we, we got we got tons of stuff, and I, I think we I have a lot of ideas for, you know, kind of special uh, you know, bonus episodes and stuff. So, that we you know, we'll, we'll be doing all kinds of weird shenanigans. Yeah. And, you know, there's also just like a hell of a lot of good songs coming up in the near future. Can we do a bit of um, rotation today? Uh-huh. Sure, Why don't you okay. start? Why don't you start? Been a bit of Thin Lizzy lately. That's been on, on vinyl. But, but oh, yeah. I have something that I have been streaming that was really good. And because I've been streaming it, I can't initially remember it. Uh, the hell, what could it have been? Actually, I need a bit of a thinker, so we have to go with someone else first. All right, so uh, do you want to go, Dan? Sure, okay. Uh, I've been listening to The Cure quite a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Um I was watching TV the other week, and uh, on on the Sky Arts channel, they had a concert of The Cure at Hyde Park from 2018, and um, they're one of those bands where, like you, like you'll hear the hits on the radio, and you won't always know it's by The Cure, but like yeah. you you become surprised at how much you do know, you know. And um, I got into a few of their albums, like Disintegration, and um, there's a couple more which I. Um, God, I can't actually remember the names of them now, but I've had them like on rotation in the car, and like they're all really good stuff, you know. Like, um, they're they're quite sort of like melancholic in their own way, but they're quite happy as well, you know. I, I get quite happy listening to them, even though they are, you know, on all fronts generally like quite a melancholy band. So apart from them, I've been listening to a bit more Gary Newman lately. Good stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like more the newer type of stuff. Like it's a lot um, heavier, like more industrial type of. Type Any particular of thing. track to include from Cure or Gary Newman? Oh yeah, yeah. So for the Cure, I'd go for the title track of uh, Disintegration, uh, which is a nine-minute song, but um, you don't feel that time pass at all. Um, for Gary Newman, I'll go for a song from the new album, which is called The Chosen, mm-hmm. which I'll link to you after. Cool. Uh, it sounds a bit like The Prodigy, actually. Okay. I like The Prodigy. Like, yeah, no, it's good. And um, and also quite a lot of uh, uh, soundtracks lately. Like, I've been listening to the soundtrack from Gene, uh, Dune quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Hans Zimmer, you know, yeah, yeah, he's done a lot of lot of good stuff. Uh, a bit of Danny Elfman recently nice. with the new um, Spider-Man film that oh, has yeah. come out, you know. I've been revisiting all the old um, soundtracks, and uh, yeah, yeah they're, they're I was I was really, I was really gonna good. I was actually gonna go see that for a second time this afternoon, and then I had oh, a slight yeah. fever, so I oh, okay, couldn't do yeah. it. I feel fine now, but you know you, mm. you got to kind of be careful. Like, yeah, Dan Elfman is a legend. First Batman, he's, first he's, Batman mm. Tim Burton. Uh, well, yeah, he, he did the Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice which is really good. good. He did, yeah. And of course, yeah. The, I have that on. I have the, the Eternal the, Classic, The Simpsons theme. Poor Alec Baldwin, eh? Simpsons theme, you know. Oh, yeah. That's just <laughs> such a classic. Very topical, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> oh, Alec Baldwin, yeah, that yeah. was that was imp- yeah. unfortunate, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember now also, it was uh, Tigers of Pan Thang that I've been listening to. Yeah, they're yeah, good band, aren't they? Uh, they're yeah. the album. Yeah. Um, really it's an 81 album, I think. Uh, let's double check that. Uh, I've got a few of their rec- uh, records on vinyl, actually. Um, yeah, see. 81 Spellbound, that's the album. Yeah, that's a good one. They've got a different singer on that one, haven't they? 
Oh, there we go. That's crazy nights, right? This yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And I've got I've got Wildcat as well, and I've got um the Cage. Mm -hmm. I think they all came out within like a year or two of each other, but they're good bands. Really good bands. Cool. So I've been uh, I've been doing um well I did actually right after we we uh we, we talked last time I got, I kind of did uh some uh, was re listened to a bunch of old uh, records by the, the Darkness because I got kind of oh started. yeah 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 so that's been fun and now I've been doing um also some soundtracks and whatnot I've been re listening to the Twin Peaks soundtrack quite a bit um Good so stuff. I got the you know by Mr An Angelo Badalamenti I think his name is um. Uh, and also, I have because in the third season, of Twin Peaks, there was like there's a ton of music in that. So I, I made a playlist when that series went, and I just um, added it all. You know, each week I'd add something new, whatever they had in there. So it's just it's, so there's a lot of that's a you know very mixed kind of bag of stuff. It's pretty cool. Uh, and then also I've been listening to, I mean today it's been uh, uh, have a hell on earth quite a few times. I haven't really, I haven't really gone anywhere today, so I've you know I haven't you know, usually I listen to music a lot. Um, when I'm, you know, yeah. on the move, if, especially if I'm just, you know, but so, but, uh, so it's been, it's been Twin Bakes and it's been, um, Hell on Earth. And now I'm here. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't mention it, but it's on the list. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, one of the songs I knew that it's not a surprise. I knew it was going to be on the list, even though I have been kind mm -hmm. of battling with myself. Is it a classic or not? Let's see when we find, let's see is. when we finalize yeah. the list, what I think then, but, uh, Definitely, I like it. again. If it if I think it was the last top one hundred, if you? it was the last top ever, top fifty is not going to cut. Yeah, it. But it's more fun <laughs> if it's strict, right? So top fifty is what yeah, it is. Yeah, but yeah. It, it, it's it's the most strict, unstrict list ever because we're yeah, very arbitrary. Like, how, to, how to get you know you can get on the list. <laughs> what did you say last week? False sense of uh, making urgency, urgency yeah. in a non dramatic situation. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, great track. And if it was to be the last uh, made a studio track, a great way to go out, right out into the sunset the, in a bitter in yeah, a bittersweet yeah, from far. Elongated banger. <laughs> Elongated banger. Beatles Wheat from Far. <laughs> we can call it either. All right. Well, until until next time, uh, this has been Made in A to Z, obviously. So uh, up the irons. And squad from the north. Cheers. Nice. Nice. I think that went well. <laughs>